Well, wonderful. Well, um, lovely to see you if you're here in the, in the room or if you're online. My name's Tim. I'm one of the leaders here. Um, and I wonder if you've ever got yourself into trouble. Um, when, I, when I was 20, I was um, asked if I would smuggle uh, quite a large amount of cash across the Iron Curtain into Hungary uh, to give to a church. And so very willingly, an enthusiastic, passionate 20-year-old, I said, yep, fine. So I strapped all this cash around my middle and um, got on a train from Austria through to Hungary. Um, and if you've ever been on a train across a border, what happens is that the kind of passport control comes kind of down the train to check all your passports. Now, unfortunately, I went to the toilet at the wrong time. So I'm there in the toilet, there's kind of a knock on the door and something in Hungarian, which I don't understand. So I just ignore it because I'm busy doing my business. Um, and when I open the door and come out, I find that the, the guards, um, the, the soldiers have gone past me. Uh, and between me and my, uh, my seat, where my passport is, there's these two burly guards with kind of machine guns slung over their shoulders, really fierce looking faces. They see me coming out and they say something in Hungarian, pass and I understand they want my passport which I haven't got so I kind of say I'm very sorry I haven't got my passport it's there obviously they don't speak English uh, and they look a bit more stern a bit more more cross and they say pass and, and you start to get kind of worried you start to kind of use your arms and as if they're going to do I'm sorry I haven't got my passport I was in the toilet and kind of, <laughs> and and at that point, I'm thinking, oh no, I've got all this cash strapped around my side. They're going to start searching me in a moment. I'm going to be in big trouble. You're not supposed to smuggle American dollars behind the Iron Curtain in those days. And of course, there's a quick little prayer. <laughs> uh, Please help me, God. Um, and uh, they could speak a bit of German, and I could speak a bit of German. So eventually, kind of thought, ah, um, uh, Hungarian, kind of, so I, I managed to get my passport, and I managed not to get arrested. I managed to smuggle the money, and the church was very glad. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and I was very pleased too. Um, but there's things in life sometimes where we find uh, we get ourselves into trouble. And we're starting a little kind of series uh, the first month in January, looking at prayer. Kind of what is prayer, how does it work? And particularly this evening, we're going to look at kind of prayer and trouble. <laughs> how do you pray when you're in trouble? Um, now, sometimes you might get yourself into trouble. I, I can remember there's just, I mean, there's many times in life where um, I've prayed. I've prayed when I feel that kind of, oh no, I, I need your help. I'm not sure if you're the kind of person that when you need help, you cry out. Kind of, or whether you think, do you know what? I can just cope by myself. I'm the kind of person that thinks I could jolly do with help. Um, I can remember one of the first times I remember praying was um, at school. I kind of really struggled at school. I was slightly dyslexic, and kind of things were just really kind of quite hard. And I would frequently pray when I was in trouble with my spellings or with my reading, and I said, "God, will you help me?" I can remember I'm, I'm that old that I sat something called the 11 plus. I don't know if any of you remember. It's a little historical thing where it kind of, um, it's like kind of year six sats, but it was kind of to see which school you went to. And I remember kind of uh, sitting down to do my stats. And the first thing I did, uh, did my 11 plus, before I opened the paper, I said, God, I pray you'd help me. And I was so convinced that God was going to help me. It kind of, I suddenly had a pang of guilt. I thought, is it like cheating? 
And I suddenly kind of, because I was so sure God was going to help me and, and my friends were there and, and God wasn't going to help them because they didn't believe in God. And I suddenly thought, was it cheating or was it okay? Because I was sure he was going to answer me. There's times where I've prayed in trouble. If you were here at the uh, five o'clock uh, cows by candlelight, I was saying about age 12 how uh, I was involved in a uh, fairly serious car accident. Again, before you had to wear safety belts, we crashed into this lorry that was across the road. I flung through the windscreen, cut face, broken leg, trapped for about half an hour before the fire brigade could cut us out. And, and there with my, my mum, at times of trouble, prayed. And prayed, you know, just knowing that sense of God enveloping with all the kind of the blood and the horror and, and the, the, the waiting for uh, people, the emergency service to get there. Actually to know that God was there bringing peace. There's been times where uh, there's been financial troubles that I face and I, again, humanly I'm not quite sure how I'm going to get through and, and to pray and find that God provides. There's times where we uh, had a house and we had the neighbours from hell next door and, and we tried to sell it and just kind of, kind of for a couple of years, and we, just, we just couldn't. And we kind of prayed and prayed and prayed in times of trouble and eventually things kind of worked out that kind of we, we could move house and we've got a lovely house that we live in, an ex-council house up in Stoke Bishop. And again, God heard our prayers in times of trouble. Having children brings another thing of trouble, isn't it? Of what you pray for and oh, their troubles become your troubles. And actually as a church leader, like Paul says, actually there's all kinds of things that you feel for the church and the troubles of the church think, God, you need to break in. And so we do cry for help. We cry for help in times of trouble. And you might think, well, is that selfish? Well, James, who was one of those first early followers of Jesus, he writes uh, these words um, in James uh, chapter 5. I think they're going to be on the screen. It says this, is anyone among you in trouble? Anyone among you? Let them pray. Is anyone happy? Let them sing songs of praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let them call the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. If they have sinned, they will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. I suppose as we start this year, you may be here as a guest or a visitor. You may be here as a regular part of Woodlands. And as we start 2023, you might think, do you know what, I, there's kind of, I'm facing a bit of trouble. What am I going to do about it? Am I going to be one of those people who just says, do you know what, I think I'm going to grit my teeth. I think I'm going to get on with it. I think somehow I'm going to manage. Or do you realise, actually, there's a time where prayer, calling out to God, crying to God, God, I need your help. If you're in trouble, let them pray and I think for maybe for many people this evening you might be here and you're facing trouble and and what God's saying to you is don't try and do it on your own don't try and muddle through don't just kind of actually why not call on God why not say a prayer now you you might be there online or you might be here as a guest and you might think well do you know what? I'm not sure how to pray it sounds super religious and and I'm not sure if I'm that spiritual well prayer is just God help in fact maybe quite you're somebody here and you wouldn't say you're someone who is a, a follower of Jesus, but you know there's been times of crisis in your life and just there's been that kind of sense of, God, if you're there, I need your help. And that's a prayer. 
is a prayer in times of trouble. Here's some trouble that you might be facing. You might be facing some practical trouble at the moment. There might be some practical things about your workplace. There might might be some, some bullying. There might be some practical things about you being overwhelmed and overworked. There might be things around how you're going to manage in uh, the home or relationships. And, and actually, there may be some practical things that you could call out to God for some help. In the Bible, there are many times where people had practical needs. Uh, there was a time where someone was chopping down a, a tree and their axe head fell off. And they asked the man of God, help us. And he kind of threw a piece of wood in and this axe head floated. There's 5,000 uh, people that were hungry at the end of a day of Jesus' preaching. And God provides for them fish and bread. You may have practical needs. And maybe this evening, in a moment or two when we pray, I should pray, God, will you help me? You may have some financial needs. It may be that with the cost of living crisis that we're facing at the moment, you're not quite sure with your energy bills, with the food bills going up, with the fact that kind of your salary hasn't kept rate, the same rate as inflation. Maybe you're kind of thinking, just financially, how am I going to manage? Maybe the trouble you're facing is uh, the debt has just got bigger and bigger the interests that you're being asked to pay you'd not even be able to cover that and somehow that kind of weight of debt is a trouble to you in the bible again elisha was a, saw a widow and she didn't have anything that she could pay for she was having to think about selling her, her son to be a kind of a slave and and there was this miraculous provision of oil that she could sell her financial troubles were answered as there was a kind of call out to God. Maybe there's physical issues that you affect, physical trouble. Maybe you're here this evening and, and just physically you know that you're, you're ill or there's somebody who's close to you, somebody in your family who's ill that you're caring for and you know that the trouble you're facing is, is just the kind of physical illness, our bodies that can get uh, diseases and sicknesses and again if you read through the bible there was time and time again where people knew that Jesus could heal blind people would shout out the son of David have mercy on me and Jesus would say well what do you want me to do I want to see they called out to God in their time of trouble and God through Jesus healed them there's many times where we in this building here we've prayed for people who are sick and they've called out to God in times of trouble in that bit that we just read out about asking the leaders of the church to pray and anoint with oil and the sick person would get well um, maybe you're in physical trouble today and in a moment or two maybe to come and say God will you help me to get some prayer there's times where there's emotional trouble that we find ourselves in and with whether it is the mental health crisis that we're facing whether it is just the way that um, social media kind of just erodes your personal sense of well-being or, and your self-esteem. Actually, we can find that there's just emotional trouble that we can't handle. Jesus spent time with people who were on the margins, on the edge. People with leprosy, this horrible skin disease that meant that they were kind of ostracized from society not only did they have the physical illness but there was somehow that emotional pain as they had to leave family and work and society whether there's people like tax collectors or or prostitutes that somehow that that, that was the only way they could find of making a living and somehow become self-absorbed and, and somehow there's the emotional trouble that they got themselves in and Jesus came to set them free maybe this evening the trouble you're facing is emotional it is 
that sense of anxiety and fear, depression. There's things that seem to grab a hold of you and the trouble that you face as you head into 2023. Maybe it's emotional. But lastly, maybe it is that it's spiritual. We find ourselves that actually there is spiritual trouble that we get in. There's times where I know that uh, people get involved with things that they shouldn't do, things that are maybe supernatural, that are slightly kind of dark, and, uh, and, and, that, and deliverance is something that is needed. Jesus, again, comes to deliver people who, from evil spirits, where they seem to take hold of them and, and distort their humanity, and, and Jesus comes to set them free. Maybe there's a sense of temptation that we face, tempted to do things that are wrong. Maybe you're feeling the pressure of temptation, and maybe you've given in to temptation, and, and again, you find yourself in trouble. Actually, I suppose for all of us, and why it's wonderful that we had as, as his baptism this evening, actually the reality is that all humanity is in trouble. Actually, we're in trouble because we're separated from God. Actually, we're in trouble because we do things in life that leave us feeling guilty and ashamed. Actually, we find ourselves in trouble because we kind of feel that there is a God who's out there, but we haven't really got a connection with him. We wouldn't say that we really knew him. We hear people like Ellis talking about him like he's a heavenly father. And yet for us, we find ourselves in kind of spiritual darkness and a deadness inside. We find ourselves in spiritual trouble that how can we resolve that? Crying out to God. Maybe it's Ellis, Ellis did and asking God for his help to be forgiven to be made new, to be transformed, to be somehow have a, a brand new kind of life that, that starts on the inside, that it, there's resilience and there's a, a vitality and there's an eternal destiny that we could somehow we find. And, and many of us, maybe you're here this evening and you think, actually, the trouble I am in is spiritual trouble. I can't identify whether it's financial or practical or emotional, but I do know at the moment I'm far away from God. Actually, maybe you're someone who's a Christian and you know you're feeling slightly dry on the inside and, and, and maybe you can put your finger on why it is you're feeling dry and you're feeling far from God, but maybe there's, you're in a bit of spiritual trouble and this evening, like Matt was saying a bit earlier, God is like a father who's waiting for you, waiting for that cry for help. I'll just be your servant. And his arms are open wide and welcomes him back as a son. I wonder whether you are in any of those kinds of trouble because I believe that tonight if you were to offer a prayer or actually if you'd like even like someone to pray with you maybe like Ellis did as he was praying about his university course maybe God could do something for you maybe there could be a break in maybe there could be a transformation maybe there could be a change Maybe you're someone here and you've been a Christian for a while and maybe you think of those things and think, do you know what, actually, Tim, at the moment, I don't feel that I'm in any kinds of trouble. If that's the case, I wonder whether you're following Jesus wholeheartedly because Jesus makes a promise to you. The promise to you is this, and I don't know, how many of you love the promises of Jesus? Give us a little wave. Actually, the problem, when they're great, here's a promise of Jesus from, um, from John uh, chapter 16, verse 33. Okay, here it is on the screen. Uh, this world, in this world, you will have trouble. What a promise. We're going to claim that one. In this world, you'll have trouble. But take heart, I've overcome the world. 
Actually, if you read the story of those first followers of Jesus, actually they were always in trouble. They were in trouble with the authorities. They were in trouble with those who were kind of had the religious system that was being upset. They were in trouble with politicians. They were in trouble with the Roman Empire. Actually, they got themselves into trouble for talking about Jesus, for talking about a new king that wasn't Caesar. It was a Messiah that was kind of yeah, born in, Nazareth, in Bethlehem and, and grew up and, and taught and, and was crucified and, and, and came back to life again. And, and they got themselves into a lot of trouble. And when they got into trouble, they prayed. Acts chapter 4, they prayed, God, help us. They've told us not to talk about you, Jesus, but we just, we've got to. You're the answer to life for everyone who will turn to you, Jesus. They can find God is true and God is real and God's forgiving. Of course we've got to talk about you, Jesus, but they're going to persecute us, stone us, kill us, feed us to wild animals. In times of trouble, they prayed. They called out to God. Like Ella says, following Jesus makes it five times easier, ten times easier, but actually it is ten times harder. If you follow Jesus wholeheartedly, actually you'll find that there's trouble. Many Christians in uh, developing two-thirds world countries or in, in countries where it's predominantly an Islamic or an alternative religion, actually to be a Christian in those countries is really hard. You could be arrested, tortured, killed. You might think, well, why do they still follow Jesus? It's because they found in him somebody who's so true who's so real, they've encountered through Jesus, that God himself, of course they're going to go through suffering, of course they're going to go through trouble, because they're following and living for him. I'm not sure when Ellis got baptised, whether he's signing up for that kind of life, but for all of us, if we're going to follow Jesus, there's going to be times of trouble. And if there's times of trouble, we need to cry out to God for his power, for his life. When people realise they were in trouble, quite frequently they would pray, but at times they would pray and they would fast. Um, I'm not sure what you think about fasting. It kind of, uh, it's giving up food for a, an amount of time, maybe for one meal, maybe for a day, maybe for a couple of days. Uh, but quite frequently in the Bible, you read when people realised that something was wrong, that they were in trouble. They wanted to confess what they'd done wrong. They wanted to call out to God for his mercy and his kindness. They would pray and they would also fast. And that's why this week... Uh, that's coming up in being the 15th. Actually, we're going to have a week of prayer and fasting. Not that you have to pray for the whole week, but we'd encourage you at some point of the week to, to try fasting. Maybe on the Tuesday when other people in the, in the church will be. Maybe giving up one meal. Maybe giving up food for the whole day. Now you might say, why would we do that? Isn't it just a kind of a, I don't know, uh, a medieval practice of some kind of aesthetic monks that used to kind of flagellate their bodies and give up food? Actually, Jesus said that we would fast. Here's what he says in Mark chapter 2. Uh, when he was asked about uh, John's disciples and the Pharisees, he says this, Now John's disciples and the Pharisees were fasting. Some people came and asked Jesus, How is it that John's disciples and the disciples of the Pharisees are fasting, but yours are not? He says this, Jesus answered, How can the guests of the bridegroom fast while he is with them? They cannot, so long as they have him with them. But the time will come when the bridegroom will be taken away from them, and on that day they will fast. Jesus is saying this, is that when you know the presence and the joy and the hope of Jesus, actually that's a time for feasting. But if for any phase of your personal life or church life, we feel that the presence of God is a bit distant, 
Maybe there's something that, that we've done and we've said that somehow has put that gap between. Actually, fasting, when the bridegroom isn't with us, fasting is an appropriate way to say, Jesus, we need you with us. We need your hope, your power, your love, your forgiveness. And if we're not kind of feeling that, and we're not feeling the power of the breakthrough, one of the things we see as a church is we want to see the whole of Bristol transformed with the love and power of God. Actually, we're not seeing that at the moment. Actually, we're in trouble if that's what we're trying to do. Actually, we need to call out, which is why the week of prayer and fasting is to pray for our city, to pray for the breaking in of the good news in a dark world. Maybe we encourage you to say, why not have a go at fasting? One of those things, calling out, actually, I can't just depend on food alone. I can't just depend on my own human strength. I've got to depend on you, God. The words that come from your mouth, that sustain me, that inspire me, that lead me. Maybe in times of trouble, particularly if you feel that starting this year, Jesus is a little bit distant from you. Maybe why don't you give a chance to, in your time of trouble, call out to God? I'm going to finish now. We're going to take a chance to pray. But just on the way in, maybe you were given one of these sheets. Um, some, many of you know that I used to be a teacher. I love a handout. Um, uh, there's uh, a Psalm 100, 102 here, which is a Psalm of, um, it says, it's a prayer of an afflicted person who has grown weak and pours out a lament before the Lord. Actually, it's a Psalm that that says something of the trouble he's under. And then the second half of the psalm says this, but be aware of who God is. Be aware of who God is. And maybe you want to take this away, read that psalm. Just look at those points I put down there. Be aware that God is the God who rules. The God will have compassion. He loves you. If you're here this evening or watching online and you feel you're in time of trouble, know this, God loves you. God wants to have, even tonight, wants to have compassion on you. He's the God who rebuilds. Where you feel that you've lost it, you've lost the plot, you've done something that's been so bad, could God possibly want you? Maybe you feel your life's in a bit of ruins. Actually, God is the God who knows and sees you in a time of trouble. He's the God who rebuilds. He's the God who responds to your prayer. Actually, he's listening out for your prayer. Like that prayer of Ellis, he's listening for your voice for your cry, for your request, because he loves you. He loves to answer your prayers. He loves to hear and bring release. God who's worthy of worship. Actually, there's, even in this psalm, there's this little indication that one day this physical world, with all its brokenness, with all its trouble, with all its evil, with all the darkness, actually one day Jesus will return and, and this world will be wrapped up like taking off old clothes, actually then there'll be a new cloth, actually there'll be a new heaven, a new earth. Part of our praying is your kingdom come and your will be done. One day this world will be transformed. There'll be no more trouble, no more pain, no more darkness, no more tears, no more sickness. Actually we pray now that kingdom that is not yet but will come in times of trouble, your kingdom come, your will be done here in my life, in our family, in our city, in our church. Let your kingdom come, your will be done. I wonder, as we come to say, um, to sing a couple of worship songs as we finish our service, I wonder if this evening you would say you were in trouble. Well, why not try to pray? 
what we're going to do is we're going to sing a worship song, and, and that worship song is going to help us to, to focus if the worship band wants to come here. Um, uh, that worship song is going to focus on who God is. So be aware of the trouble you're in, but be aware of who God is and what he's like. And prayer draws the two together. So what I want to do is this. I want to just ask that while we're worshipping, uh, we're worshipping God, maybe you can bring your prayers to, to, to God. If you're in trouble, ask him for your help. But we have got a team of, of people here who would love to, to stand with you and pray for you. If you feel you're in trouble and you're not sure if your prayer's going to be strong enough, your, or your faith's strong enough, and you'd like someone to stand with you to hear what you're going through and to pray for you, we've got a team who here would love to pray with you. In your time of trouble, whether it's emotional, financial, physical, spiritual, Maybe you want to become a Christian for the very first time. You know your need, that you need to be forgiven. You need to know God. Maybe you want to come and, and just this evening, alongside Eric, commit your life to Jesus for the very first time. We want to also offer to pray for people for healing. I just, there was a, a, a few kind of words of knowledge that I wondered whether there was somebody here um, who's got dry skin. And, um, and the, it's not just that it's dry and itchy, but you're embarrassed about it as well. Um, when people see it, you kind of somehow it, it makes, it's not just the physicality of it, but actually it has an emotional impact on you as well. Maybe there's a patch on your, on your neck that you try and kind of hide up. Um, it may be that there's somebody here and you've got a digestive complaint. Um, and maybe that is linked with stress and, and it's just troubling you at the moment. Maybe there's somebody with respiratory issues and you'd love God to help that breathing to be, come more easily. And I just wonder if there was somebody here in, and you've, uh, discovered something in the last few weeks about someone who's very close to you and it's, it's devastated you and you think well can I ever trust that person again um, and God wants to help you to forgive so let's stand together I'm going to say a prayer and uh, for us all but then if you want to use this worship song to bring your own prayers to God but if you'd like a bit of prayer there'll be a team here who would love to pray with you and uh, pray for physical healing emotional healing practical provision but Lord God thank you so much that you're a loving God thank you you're a faithful God thank you that you hear our prayers you bring freedom and release and healing as we worship you now I pray that we'd find that particularly for those who need to know you for the very first time to give their lives wholeheartedly to you they realize the spiritual trouble they're in will you forgive them bring them to you Jesus I pray amen